Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. All right, this morning we're going to have some wonderful, amazing women come on up and share just about motherhood. Um, I'm going to ask them some questions, but I'm not going to talk. Praise God, you don't have to listen to me today, okay? But come back next week, get to listen to me. Um, But it's gonna be a great day, and um, we picked some different moms from different seasons of life just to get some different perspectives because we know our church is a multi-generational church, amen? We've always desired that to be, and we know that motherhood can look different in different seasons and different times, and so we're gonna do our best to speak into those things. So I want you to get real, real loud for our panel as they come on up to the front this morning. Come on, you can do better than that. All right, um, real fast. You got like two seconds. Just tell your name <laughs> and how many I'm, kids you have. I'm Elena Chenoweth, and I have one two-year-old. I'm Megan Wonderly, and I have two children, 11 and 13. I'm Sarah Robinson, and I have three children, uh, nine and a half, six, and two. I'm Jessica Workmeister, first lady of Jessica. First lady. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's go. Uh, we have three boys. How old are they? Eight, eight, 13, and 18. I told somebody the other day that Luke was seven. He's eight. I was convinced he was seven. I so. know. Happens every year. Every year they have a birthday and they get older. All right, here we go. We're going to jump right into it because we don't have a ton of time uh, in the first service. Um, So, all right, question number one is this. What advice would you give a mom struggling to balance time with the Lord, her family, raising kids, all the events of life? And we're going to lead off with Sarah, okay? Awesome. Um, It's not easy to balance time Because honestly, I think the word balance is just a really tough word in the first place. I don't think balance is really fair because we don't really ever achieve perfect balance. I don't think. I would call it more of a juggle. So I picture it as a juggle. Sometimes I'm going to be, you know, juggling all three balls and sometimes one's going to fall. But I'm going to trust that the Lord's going to pick that up and he's going to fill the gap for me. So um, I also really, really highly value um, when you're going about your day and you're serving your family that is holy. That's something the Lord's called you to. So you're totally walking in your purpose when you're doing those things that feel mundane, that feel like your personal checklist, your chore list, whatever it is. Um, If you're going to work and you're working for your family, whatever your position in your family is, when you're doing something for your family, you're doing it for the Lord because that verse says, you know, whatever you do for others, you do for me. And whatever you do, work at it as if you're working for me. And so we're fulfilling that in our homes and in our families. Um, But I also would never disregard the power of when you're in transit or when you're doing something for your family, turn on, like one of the things that I love to do is like turning on my Bible app and just listening to it. Even if I'm not able to fully engage, I just call that like, that's the washing of the word. I just feel like your spirit is fully awake, is fully alive and is able to soak that up. And it does get deposited. It's, It's in there, you know, whatever gets poured in 
from the Holy Spirit is going to stay there, and then he's going to be your great reminder when you need to pull that out. And sometimes you're not even going to know where it came from, and it's from those moments when you're just letting it pour into you. Um, Same thing with worship music, just letting that pour over you and speak into your life and speak to your spirit. Those are things that you can do just every day, but um, I just think there's so much purpose in motherhood, and you can't lose your identity when you become a mother. You can't lose that. You know, you only grow. I, I call it like when I've had each of my kids, I feel like I, um, I became mom or Sarah 1.0 when I had, or 2.0 when I had my daughter. And then when I had my second, I feel like I became Sarah 3.0. And you just keep getting new things and shedding what you don't need in that season. So I think it's important to realize that you're going to shed things that you don't need, and you're going to gain things that you do need, and God's going to give you enough for that day. I love that. And I think, just to be completely honest, that there is a serious spiritual attack against moms right now. Um, The enemy loves nothing more than when a mom is discouraged and stressed out and if you do not prioritize your relationship with Jesus, nothing is going to work in your life. It just really isn't. You can try and get frustrated, but Jesus has to be a priority. And I love like just thinking about, um, you know, how to have balance in life. There's, there are a lot of practical things that you can do, but I always go back to when you seek first the kingdom of God, that all these things will be added to you. If you seek Jesus, if you feel like your life is kind of like, I need balance, I, I, I feel like it's crazy. I feel like every day is just from morning till night. It's just complete chaos. And I understand that. Like there's an aspect of that in motherhood that is just always going to kind of be there. Um, it's never, it's never like, you know, I'm going to structure my day and then everything is going to go perfectly, you know, how I had it planned. Kids are kids. They're going to vomit on the couch. They're going to, you know, they're going to spill food all over the kitchen table. They're going to do all kinds of crazy things, right? They require a lot of, a lot of juggling, like Sarah said. But when you seek him first, if you feel like, okay, God, I need, some, I need some help here. I need you to give me some things to help me in life. When you seek him, he, the Holy Spirit will give you strategy. And he'll give you strategy to make the most of your time, to make the most of your efforts. And so um, having that relationship with Jesus is so, so important. It's vital. Um, and I know, like, for me, uh, I was really struggling with, like, my mornings. They were just really, you know, I was having to rush and and getting irritated and frustrated. And I asked the Holy Spirit about it, and he gave me some strategies to make my morning a little bit easier and um, to make it more peaceful for my kids. So seeking him is absolutely everything. That's really good. I feel like this is something that I really struggled with after I became a mom and walked into that season because I felt like I was failing every day because my time with the Lord looked dramatically different than before I was a mother. Whereas I found so much joy in like a quiet room, like worship music, journaling, and reading, that that's how I really filled my soul. And then after I became a mom, like getting that was very challenging. There's still times where I get those peaceful moments, but like understanding that you're not failing, if it looks different, than how it used to, because the Lord is so gracious. And 
honestly, I don't think he wants it to look the same as it did before your mother. Like, you're changing, and that time is going to look different. You just have to keep pursuing it. <laughs> and every moment is holy. She, she kind of touched on that. I want to encourage you that every moment is holy. So, Mama, while you're changing diapers, while you're washing the dishes, I've encountered the Lord so many times just washing dishes, pots and pans, and just, it's a posture of your heart. So if you take every moment during the day, you think on him. You're meditating on his goodness while you're changing those diapers, while you're rushing them to school. He's with you, and he loves you. Amen. Come on, give it up for the first question. Good stuff. All right. How many of you know our world is cray-cray right now, Okay. It is crazy, okay? All right, here's question number two. With everything that's going on in the world and all the craziness going on in the world, how do you not live in fear as moms, but live in peace and truth, uh, knowing that God is in control? And so we're gonna have Megan lead out on this one. Yeah, so the world is insane. We're surrounded by, by crazy every day. But the cool part is, is that we are under a different kingdom, right? We're under the kingdom of God. And within our homes, we have authority to execute that kingdom. And so we can be mindful of what's going on in the world. I don't think we hide under a rock and be ignorant, but we can control the atmosphere within our homes. We can turn on worship music. You know, I'm, I get into the news too. I'm kind of a little bit of a political junkie, but I have, the Lord has been teaching me to guard my heart and my mind because it can trail off. And so I want to encourage you that you have authority, Mama, over that household from morning till night to fill that house with the kingdom, a kingdom mindset. Pray over your children. Speak the word over your children. There are things they are seeing that we didn't have to see. And there is fear that will try to creep in and anxiety. And what I always tell Nora, you know, she would deal with things that would make her afraid. I would say, we're going to, we would quote, we quote scripture. And I say, Nora, say the peace of God rules and reigns in my heart and in my mind. The peace of God rules and reigns in my heart and in my mind. So mama, you have authority. When you feel that quaking, Jesus said, hey, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're, he didn't promise us this was going to be roses and unicorns all the time. He said, you're going to, you're going to suffer. You're going to go through things that are hard, but I'm with you. And I'm never leaving you. And Holy Spirit is with you, mom, every day and every moment. So consecrate those moments and make, make your house a sanctuary. I am not perfect at this. I have the moments where I get stressed and I get like what she mentioned, I get frustrated. But I want to be intentional about guarding their little hearts, right? Because the world's not gonna guard their hearts. You have been commissioned to guard their heart. You are under a different kingdom. It doesn't matter what you fall under in this world. We are under his kingdom. We're under his authority. Um, I would add to that, I love everything you said. It's so good. It's so good. Um, we do live under a different authority, and I love that she was talking about, like, creating that sanctuary in your house where um, you just create that, that different thought process. You don't think like the world. We don't process like the world. We don't declare things that the world is declaring, you know, these horrible things that people are speaking, you know, over, oh, my gosh, this world is awful. Everything's awful. No, we're going to speak blessing over the world. We're going to speak blessing over our schools. We're going to speak blessing over our schoolmates and everything and our, you know, our leaders and all of that because we don't want that to be the case. So we, we have authority through our tongue to speak life and to, um, to build those things through our words. And so the other thing that I wanted 
to just encourage you with is also speaking into the identity of your children. I think identity is huge when it comes to this because our children, especially as Christians, are not recipients of just whatever the world throws at them. That's not who they were created to be. They're created for a different world, that we are other, we are set apart. And to teach them that they are, from the time that they are born, they are set apart. From the time that they have Jesus, they are set apart and they are different and they are other and they are primarily spirit. And this body is going to, you know, receive trouble and this body is gonna experience things that are hard and that are difficult and that are painful. But we are overcomers, like she said, we are overcomers and we are able to overcome by, you know, the power of God's word and by um, just declaring a different reality than what our world is experiencing and teaching our kids that part of their identity is, hey, you're made differently. You are not made for this world. So you get to declare other things than, than other children. You know, you have somewhere you're going to go someday and you get to bring that here now. It lives inside of you. You have the power to shift atmospheres by using your words and by, you know, using the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. And um, we don't have to fear because we know that we're not made for this anyways. And yes, it's different. And yes, it's broken. But sometimes that helps to just like step back and look at it from a macro view and give them a really big macro point of view of the world and just say, hey, we're created for this other world over here. And we're here right now. But we can look up here and say, you know what? All of this is broken, but God's going to restore and redeem it. And I can utilize what God's given me right now to start to build that bridge. So I think that's really important. Um, I can remember that there was, there was a Sunday afternoon, and Jeff and I had youth every Sunday night. And Michael was probably four years old, and I dropped him off at a couple's house that would watch him on Sunday nights. And... Um, I can remember that Michael was walking into the house and he tripped and I wasn't able to like catch him, but he tripped and his head, there was like a cement step and his head came like literally this close to the, to the step. And I remember just kind of not even reacting, just kind of staring at the situation like that was so close. Like we would be at the, we would be going to the ER right now if that, if that had happened. And the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart, I have him, I have him, and why are you worried about him? And I realized at that moment that Jesus loves my children more than I ever could. And there is such a relief in that. Um, Fear is a very real thing that we deal with as moms. It's a very, very real emotion that we experience because we are humans and we live in a very fallen world. And the enemy is, is, is very real, and he has an agenda for our kids. But I want, I want you to recognize fear itself is not the danger. The danger is when you feel the fear and you adopt it as your own and you take it. Because you're always going to feel, you know, a sense of, like, fear as the, as the, as the mom. You know, there's, you know there's, a, there's a healthy wisdom that comes with that. And, but when you take that feeling and you adopt it as your own and you live in that fear, it becomes very, very paralyzing as a mom. And you will not be able to achieve the things that God is asking you to do and be the mom that he's calling you to be if you live in that fear. Um, so 
when you feel something and you're like, okay, something's off here. I feel fearful about this. I feel anxious. You always need to hold it up to the standard of truth. And that is the word of God. The word of God is our standard of truth. What does the word say about the way that I'm feeling right now? So I'm going to read some verses just really quickly. And I just want you to think about, so in the Bible, the word fear is noted about 500 times. So obviously God knew that we were going to be dealing with this emotion and that it was going to be a big deal to us, right? Um, so he, in his word, there are so many promises to combat fear. And you have to get a hold of that because that is the only thing that will break that spirit in your life. Joshua 1.9 says, be strong and courageous. Psalms 23, 4 says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Psalms 27, 1 says, whom shall I fear? Psalms 34, 4 says, he delivered me from all my fears. Psalms 46, 1 through 3 says, God is our refuge and our strength. Therefore, I will not fear. Psalms 56, 3 says, when I'm afraid, I trust in you. Psalms 112.6 says, the righteous will never be shaken. Psalms 91 says, we, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, for I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Grab a hold of those things, and I promise you, if you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with any kind of anxiousness in your life, that is the thing that will, that will destroy that spirit in your life, all right? Anybody else? It's good stuff. The slow walk out. The slow walk. <laughs> I know, I'm like the creepy guy coming out. I know. Hey! It's like, hey! Hey! You need How some life puppets. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, question three. How do you not lose who you are as a mom? And I, I think this is an interesting question because um, life is really about seasons. And the Bible talks about there's a season for everything under the sun. And there's different times for different seasons. And um, I think it doesn't matter if you're a mom or a dad or anybody. Everybody deals with this at some level of feeling like you are changing and you're losing something, but a lot of times God is trying to add to your life and bring some new grace. So, Elena, why don't you start this? You're a new mom, yeah. and, you know, in that season of life. And yeah. so, I love this question, actually. I was super excited when I saw it. Um, so, I think it's twofold. First, really quick, obviously, the practical like, you've really got to learn how to communicate and be vulnerable and express those needs because you're constantly pouring out every second of the day. And so you as a mom, you need time where you are filling yourself and time where you can like step away and take a breather and just relax. So first is just learn to communicate that. Don't don't hide behind this false, like, I'm okay. Like, everyone needs help, and that's okay, and you're not failing when you need breaks. Like, you should have them regularly. And on the other hand, and I want to say that, like, the best way possible is it's okay if you feel like part of you is dying. <laughs> like, this is a process. The Lord has created this beautiful 
process of it's really hard, it's really beautiful, but you are transforming. And I feel like I have some friends that are like, I'm not losing my independence. I'm staying, like, I will do the things I've always done. And that's okay. You don't have to give up, like, things you enjoy. I'm not saying that in the slightest. I'm talking more of a heart stature of you're going to have to die to yourself in ways you have never. My toddler pushes me to the edge more than my husband ever could. Like, this, <laughs> this little guy, I'm not saying this is easy. I am talking about... The problem comes when we look at motherhood with resentment like you have taken from me, rather than the Lord has called us to the most beautiful calling that we could ever, ever walk into. And so I just want us to have this perspective of like, yeah, you might lose part of yourself and that's okay. Like the Lord is doing something beautiful, but you have to press into that. You have to lean into that grace of being like, Jesus, what do you have for me as a mother? Like, what do you want me to look like instead of holding on to who you used to be? I think, I think those first couple of years, I felt that too, where it's like, Lord, who the heck am I? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you feel like in physically every way, you feel like a, a different human. Yeah. But the fact is, is that he created you with purpose from when you were born, and that never changed. The seasons change, your environments change, and you have these little humans that he has given you to steward. He literally is, has given you the next generation to mold. So yes, you are going to give up some things. Yes, you're going to live some sacrificial uh, moments. Actually, you're going to live a lot of sacrificial moments, a lot of them. But it's the greatest humbling and is the greatest love because it mirrors the father's love. I don't know about anybody else, but I never knew love like I knew when I had my babies and I looked at them and I could understand, oh my gosh, that parental love. Oh my gosh. And his love for us is so much greater. But to piggyback off of that, but here's the beautiful part is the, the, the intricacies that he put inside of you, they shift in how they are presented, Right. The way that he uses you changes in a lot of ways, but he still has put those giftings inside of you, right? Jess still leads worship. I still lead worship, but some of that shifted as we became mamas. And whatever he's gifted you to do, it's still inside of you, but it may shape shift into something a little different. The way that it's executed may look a little different, but you're still special to him. I would add to that, um, from a different season, because I feel like you really, really feel like that when you have little, little, little ones. You really, really feel like that, because that's your first taste. And I feel like I experienced that in such an intense way, because I had Sophia right out of college, and my oldest. And I was, like, going from a sorority to motherhood. And I was like, literally, what? And I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, it was, like, everything. I mean, literally, you talk about, like, the pruning of motherhood. Everyone talks about it, and I had heard about that, but I was like, that sounds so, like, casual and like, you know, pluck a little few things. No, mine was like an actual shaving, like just shave it off. And you have to, and I, you know, for a while there, it, it, you really have to psychologically catch up. And that's something I had to wrestle with. It was really, really hard. It took a long time. And yes, at first I really did feel like something was being taken from me. I was like, oh my gosh, it just feels like you know, all these things I love and, you know, who I am just feels stripped. Like I am not the same person. And 
God's revealed to me over time, now that my youngest is kind of like out of babyhood-ish, he's still a baby, he's two, but he'll always be my baby. But I feel like now that I'm coming out of that like little, little stage and they're more mobile and more independent, I'm starting to see myself in a different light. I'm seeing those pieces that God's deposited in me through each child because I have a really strong opinion. This is not Bible. This is just my opinion and my own perspective that I feel like whenever you birth a child, God also births a new something new through you at the same time. When I'm pregnant with a child, I feel like I'm pregnant with a purpose. And it's not just just motherhood purpose, because I feel like that's super important, but that is, we are not one-dimensional. God's not one-dimensional, so we're not one-dimensional. And God places things in us that are going to grow and develop over time, because he says, not only do I have a future and a plan for your child, I have a plan and a future for you. I have a purpose for you that is not just singular, it's multidimensional, just like you are. And so I've learned that over time, I'm coming to the stage of like learning the new things that were planted in those seasons, God's using now. And I'm starting to see what those quiet, I would call them, some of them were quiet seasons because you kind of feel like you're locked in your house for a little while, but that's just the season. And then you come out of it, it's like a butterfly, you know, like a caterpillar and a butterfly. That sounds so silly, but it's true. So I would just encourage you that God's gonna use all things for your future, all things for your good, and all things for the good of those who love him and your children and whatever he has for you moving forward. But it's not just singular. You're not just a mom, even though that's vital. Um, but like she said, I would see this time as, you know, God's given you your first disciples. We're called to disciple and, and go forth and make disciples of all nations. Those are your first disciples. Don't, don't screw that up. You know, <laughs> Just be intentional. That's all. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the theme that we're seeing here is just you just have to recognize that there are seasons for everything. Um, and if someone would have told me that a long time ago, I would have just been able to walk in a lot more peace. Um, there are seasons that you will be in the house a lot with an infant and a two-year-old, three-year-old, whatever. And it's going to be, it's going to feel manic. <laughs> it's going to feel crazy, right? Um there, um, there are some moms that do that season really, really well. I don't know if I was one of them, to be honest. I was like, okay, God, you've given me all these dreams, and I can't do anything because I'm here changing diapers. And it's like, you know, the Lord just told me so graciously, yes, I've given you all of these dreams, but the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. And so he was very patient and gracious uh, to me <laughs> in that season because I complained a lot and I wish that I, I wouldn't have um, because I did learn that if I'm going to grumble and complain and I can't handle changing a diaper or, you know, waking up in the middle of the night with a good attitude, how in the world is he going to give me more? Um, so I just found really quickly that if I'm faithful in the little things that he's asking me to be, to do, and I'm obedient in the season that he's called me to, um, and I do it with a, um, with a thankful heart and a thankful spirit, even though sometimes I'm like, you know, you're changing a diaper and you're like, thank you, God, for my kids. I love them. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, and just keeping it real, it's very, very, hard to be a mom. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. Um, but, you know, just being grateful in those seasons and just saying, okay, Jesus, I know that in this season that there's an abundance of joy for me. 
And I'm telling you, when you're, when you're stripped of joy, there goes your strength. It's just, you know, it's, it's just the word. And um, so I encourage you, like, if you're in the midst of that season right now, and um, like Sarah was saying, like, I'm, I'm in a different season now. Um, I, all of my kids are um, either done with school or they're in full-time school. And I have my, my daytime hours to kind of flex and, and to do different things. And I'm not going to lie, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. But um, I do find myself longing for just to hold a two-year-old, you know? I'm like, okay, Elena, drop off Mitchell so I can just snuggle a, a little, you know, two-year-old. And um, and I, I'm just going to say this. Discontentment is, will destroy you. When you are discontent in it, with the season that you're in, God, it limits God um, in so many ways. So I just want to encourage you that, listen, every season there's purpose in it. Every season, there is strength for it. And um, in every season, there will be something that you wish that was different, and you're going to wish for a different season. So if you can learn that in this season, I'm going to be content, then when, when a new season comes, it's just going to be so much more light and peaceful and joyful. And you allow the Lord to just, with an open heart, just teach me, Jesus, what you have in this season. And, I, and you know, just another thing, and then I'll be done with this question, but Jeff's like, time. Um, I, you, you know, when I was home with the boys, I knew that that was a season that I was supposed to be home with them. But the cool thing about it is that God put so much in me during that season. It was actually for them, but it was just as much for me. If I had jumped into the call that I knew that he had called me to, that he had shown me in my heart at, and during that season, I would, have, I would have bombed. It wouldn't have been good. So he had to deposit a lot of things in that beginning season so that I could then move into the season that I could kind of see in my head. So, yeah. All right. Sorry. All right, one more. And you guys one more. got one more. I love you. You're doing great. We're good, aren't we? Can we give it up again for this panel? They're just so good. Good. There we go, one more. If somebody could have told you one thing, like one thing, like, I mean, like one thing that really, really, truly matters and would change your life before you became a mom, okay? Somebody put on the screen 10 minutes. They know that we can, we can talk. Okay, we have okay. 10 minutes. It's good. Listen, one thing, one like real like nugget, like an aha moment, like this would have changed my life if somebody would have told me That's before. like 2.3 minutes per person. Okay. And listen, look, look, we have a, we have a lot, of, lot of ladies in the house. They're not moms yet. And hey, listen, can I just say this to, to the moms that are not moms yet? Don't worry about that. You're going to become a mom. Like, you're good. I promise you. But speak into everybody's life with that. Okay. So, oh gosh, there's so many of these that I could, I do too. That's a really hard one. But I think the one the Lord has pressed on me is um, to give yourself grace. Okay, mom, because I've been guilty myself of, really letting mom guilt uh, cripple me at times. And all through the stages of my children, I've, it's something the Lord has had to really process me through 
because you, you know, some of, maybe not everybody deals with that, but a lot of moms do. Mom guilt is a real thing. I mean, how many of you can testify you've had that feeling and you're like, I'm going to destroy my kid because I screwed up this morning and I, I yelled or I got so angry and short with my toddler who's just two and he, he doesn't know yet. He's learning. Or my kindergartner who is throwing a fit because they didn't get what they want. Um, you are going to mess up, okay? You're going you're gonna to have moments where you introspectively look at yourself and say, man, I messed up. But here's the beautiful part is Jesus has grace. And his grace is not just for forgiveness. It is to empower you to overcome those moments. So what I want to say to you is, mama, be gracious with yourself, right? We want to receive grace. We have to give ourselves grace. Because I know for me, it's like I can preach grace to someone else. But when it's Megan, I feel that guilt so intensely. And I, you know, we go back to fear and worry. Then you worry over your child because you're like, have I damaged them for life? Well, rewind and let's, let's pray. Go to the Lord with it and say, Jesus, help me. Help my, help my weary soul, right? His grace is the place you can go and lay in to get rest. His grace is the empowering tool to overcome that anxiety that causes you to snap at your child, right? And give yourself grace, mama, because the, when you are so hard and judgmental on yourself, you're not going to be any good for anybody. You're not going to be good for your husband. You're not going to be good for your children because you're going to be so, that internal judge is going to be doing this, poking you in the head, and it's going to come out in the way you express yourself with your children, the way you express yourself with your husband. You're going to feel critiqued and judged when nobody's feeling that way toward you. You're internally feeling that way. Speak his grace. His grace is not a license to go out and sin against God, but it is an empowering tool. Give yourself the grace. Give yourself the, 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 the grace that he extends to you, right? That is really, really good. Um, I would say first, I just have to say that literally this is the most beautiful thing you could ever do. Like Mitchell is like, yes. he constantly, I'm just, when I'm not even with him, I'm like crying because I'm like, I'm so thankful he's mine. <laughs> like you can ask my family. I'm like very emotional about my little baby. But so like that, excitement of that. Like, it's so beautiful and just enjoy that. But to piggyback off what Megan said, like, understand that you are in a war zone. I think Jess kind of hit on it earlier. Like, mom guilt, fear, anxiety, these things that plague our minds as mother, I feel like almost all the time, don't accept that as normal. It's common and we see it everywhere, but like this is a battleground. So don't just roll over to these things that you're battling and feel like this is just motherhood because that is not God's design for us as mothers in the kingdom of God. So take seriousness towards these things that you're facing and don't let them just rule you. And that can go to anyone in any season. Any gender. <laughs> um, okay. I would say I have one thing for the moms, and then I have one. I'm sorry, I have to do two. One for the moms that are desiring to be a mother. Um, one for the moms, as I would say, um, a lot of times I think it's really easy because you love your child so much to remember that God loves them so much more than we could even fathom. And that while we think sometimes, you know, like we're going to, you know, we dedicate our children to the Lord, like in church, like we dedicate them. But in 
what we forget sometimes is they're on loan to us. Like they were his first. These babies come straight from his heart and they're going to go straight back to his heart one day. And we have to remember that not only like are, are they ours right now, but they're his first. And so we need to treat it like that. You know, you take it as seriously as that, but you also have an open hand with them and say, you know what, God, you've got them. Like I know they're yours no matter what. And you're going to take care of them and you direct their steps. I don't. So I know a lot of us can be controlling because that is a motherly trait. It comes with birth. Just if you've never been that way, it's coming. Um, you will have a new sense of control and letting that go every day with an open hand, I think is so important. Just offering it to God. Like when you wake up and just say, Lord, they're, they're yours. I'm going to do my absolute best today because I'm working for you, not for them, but I'm, and because I love them, but you love them first. So they're yours. So that's number one. Number two, for the mamas that want to be mamas that haven't seen that come to fruition yet, I just want to remind you that there is this thing called missional motherhood. And you are a mother because God says you can be a mother. And motherhood doesn't just look like um, birthing a child through your own body. You can adopt a child. You can welcome someone who maybe doesn't have a great family life into your home. You can love children as if they're your own. You know, there's this, I just think it's really understated how much impact that you can have in a child or even a young adult or even adult that doesn't have a mother anymore here on earth. Like, just loving people as a mother would, God will give you that heart. He'll give you the heart for motherhood. If that's where your heart's at, then you can walk as a mother before he fulfills that in your own life. So I just want to encourage you. Um, I think for me, there were there were a couple things. I think that I would have been a lot, if someone would have said, hey, Jess, just be really kind to yourself. Just be very kind. Yeah. Um, you know, as moms, our inner dialogue, a lot of times we're like, I'm messing this up. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm a mess, whatever it is. Um, I would have been a lot kinder to myself, I think, especially in the early years. And also just to cherish the little moments and the mundane moments. I think just um, really paying attention to those things and, and allowing, um, even in the crazy, just to pay attention and see what God is doing in my kids' lives. Um, I think that that is, is such a beautiful thing. And it's something that looking back after having, you know, now I have an 18-year-old, I'm like, man, I just wish that I could remember the little moments, um, because it goes by so quickly. And, um, and it's just, you know, it's just fun to watch. So, yeah, that's it. Amen. Why don't you stand up with us this morning? Get real loud once again for our amazing panel. If you're a mom, raise your hand real high. Moms, raise your hand. If you're around a mom, just kind of put your hand on them. If you're a family member, we're going to pray over moms today. Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you, God, for motherhood. We thank you. We bless them right now in Jesus' name. Father, we ask by the power of the Holy Spirit to give them wisdom. You're the one that brings it. We have no wisdom without you. And Father, we ask that you would give each and every one of them wisdom for their every child that is different, for their husband, for their family, for their lives, for their future. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would speak dreams to them about the future, 
their purpose, their destiny as a mom, but outside of motherhood also. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus for an abundance of just grace and strength, just a strength that comes through the empowerment of you, through your grace, through your strength, that when they would wake up each day, that they would feel that you are with them, that you are leading them, when you are guiding them, you are satisfying them, you are strengthening them, Lord. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus for every every young woman that's hoping and believing and trusting to be a mom. And we speak life to them right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you in the name of Jesus, God, for your grace upon them to become a mom, strength to become a mom, your blessing. Lord, we thank you, God, for every mom in the house, and we bless them. Lord, we honor them. We lift them up to you, and we're so thankful and grateful for them. Jesus, we worship you. We thank you for all the wisdom that was in this house today. Lord, we ask by the Holy Spirit you'd help everybody just to process this and understand what was spoken, reveal truth to them, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, God, for this blessed day. And we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Give it up for all the moms in the house. <laughs> If your mom doesn't live around here, make sure you call your mom today, especially men. Men, call your mom, okay? Hey, we love you. Have a blessed day. Enjoy your day. We'll see you next Sunday.